What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Mode Podcast. I'm Kesley. And I'm Duke. And I am now a big sister to two boys. Yes, you are. Because if you guys listened to our last podcast, you know that this last weekend we did a little road trip to California to pick up our mom's new little puppy. And he is so cute, guys. So cute. He has to be the fluffiest, softest little chihuahua ever. I have never felt a chihuahua that is fluffy like this. He's literally fluffy. It feels like you're touching a rabbit. Yes, it feels like you're touching a little bunny. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, his name so, is Chex. Yes, his name is Chex. And if you don't know, he actually is the half-brother to Kesley's little chihuahua, Twix. So they have the same dad. Yeah. And he's very, 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 very cute. So um, it was super fun because we drove down there, which was quite a haul to get down there. It was such a long couple days of driving. But it was worth it. It was super fun to see Twix. Um, he has a lot of dog. I shouldn't say he has a lot of dog friends. He has several dog friends. I mean, I was planning a dog birthday party for him. I don't know if the viewers or the listeners even know this. I was planning a very over the top birthday party for Twix and thanks to COVID it got canceled. Um, but, um, but I did have 11 dogs on the invite list, which is pretty good. I think that Twix has more dog friends than I have human friends. <laughs> so I think he has a lot of dog friends. He doesn't nece- he's not necessarily nice to all of them. He's like the bully that you go to the birthday party so he doesn't bully you more. Well, that's okay. Yeah, he's like the mean guy um, that's also popular. Mm-hmm. He's like the popular cool kid that is also very mean. He is kind of like, what is his name off of Hannah Montana? Is his name Rico? The little like annoying kid, but that everybody still liked. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking Twix is more like Regina George. Oh, I like Mean Girls. But it is funny because, so Twix has these friends, but he can't really play with these dogs because they're so much bigger than him that as soon as I feel like he really wants to play, the majority of the time he ends up not getting hurt bad, but he just like kind of gets hurt. You know, like yeah. someone paws him a little too rough and then he comes whining or um, or he'll just get scared and kind of like hide in a corner. And so it yeah. was so fun to see him just playing with dogs his own size. Yeah, he's finally going to have a best friend that is going to grow up to be about his same size. But right now he's only about two pounds. Yeah. Um, he's very, very tiny and little. It's very cute. Yeah, right now Twix looks like a giant next to him. <laughs> yeah, on our drive down, I was thinking, oh my gosh, Twix is still so cute. He's still such a little puppy. But then on the drive back, after picking up the guy that's half of his weight, Twix all of a sudden seemed like a giant, big ferret type animal because he's so long. And we were carrying around a little plush toy along with him. I have to say, and it's not, it's not like anything, I don't know, it was weird as Twix's dog mom to go down and I viewed him the same way as this tiny puppy who was so young and still a baby. And then to really see, oh my gosh, look at how much he's grown up because 
even though Chex doesn't look exactly like Twix, he's very, very similar to the size and he looks a lot like Twix did when we got him. Yes. So- when we compare photos of Chex and Twix when they were little puppies around the same time, um, they do look very similar, a little bit different, like face shapes and stuff like that, but very similar. But of all the chihuahuas that were there at the breeder, um, Twix was the tallest. He was. He was so tall. And he was very tall. He wasn't the one who weighed the most, but he was the tallest. He stands up loud and proud. Yeah, I think it was kind of funny because um, I was watching him with all the other chihuahuas and he kind of looked cat-like because he was he would arch his back a little bit because he was a little, you know, a little bit timid because he's going into this house that has six chihuahuas and he is, you know, used to being the only dog in a house. Yeah. So, um, but it was really, really cute. So it was awesome. Yeah, it was cute. Um, but let me just congratulate myself really quick because I, the day before we drove down, I actually had to drive to and from Dead Horse Point State Park in Moab, Utah. Um, so I really had to endure like a, a lot of is driving. It, is that eight hours of driving? That is eight yeah. hours of driving total. So, okay, so you did eight hours, and then you did four, so you're at 12. Uh-huh. You did another eight the next day, so you're yep. at 20. And then the drive home was long, because we had such a little puppy, we stopped several times. Yeah. Go potty and feed him. And so I'm going to tack on another six. So you drove 26 hours in four days, basically. In about four days. Yeah. Wow. Horrible. It's a lot of driving. You it was a lot of driving. Your life for those four days. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but the drive down wasn't too bad because. Um, we were able to listen to this podcast that me and Kesley both love now. Um, I, I have to say this, sorry to interrupt you, but I almost, almost told you that I had prepared today with some note cards. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I have some Duke news tidbits for you. (laughs) Why don't you share? That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. You have to listen to this podcast if you want to understand it. But I had already listened to a few of the episodes of the Office Ladies podcast, which is the one that we're talking about before we drove down to St. George. And then I let everyone re-listen to the first episode so they could catch up. Mm -hmm. But it was lots of fun. Yeah, I only know a few people in my life who don't like The Office. And so if you're someone who likes Duke and I, I'm assuming you probably do like The Office. Which, if so, you may or may not have seen it several times. Duke and I both have. And so it is fun. It's fun for me. Like, even being back from our trip now, I've been listening to it because oh, you I, have? Know, I, yeah, I know the episodes well enough that I don't necessarily have to watch an episode and then listen to the podcast. Like, it, would, it seems to me like it would be really fun. I'm actually, I'm watching The Office all the way through with Zach right now. He's never seen it. Um, from start which to how crazy i know okay. you've just seen bits and pieces of it you know and so i'm wanting i think i'm gonna try and listen all the way up until we are which we're in season four of the office right now and so um i want to try and listen to all the office ladies so that then i'm listening to ones like right after or right before we watch them well i don't know how many episodes they actually have out of the office ladies because i stopped listening to the office ladies around the end of when they were talking about season one um and that was only 
in November, I think. And they, if they did one a week, I don't think they'd be done with even talking about season two or three yet. That's a good point. Okay, I just brought it up on my uh, phone because now I'm interested. And I think they actually right now are they they are further than where Zach and I are. So maybe we aren't on season four because they just did the gay witch hunt with Oscar. And does it say which episode and season that is in? Um, let me see. Oh, season three. So, so wow, yeah, they're in season not, three. So maybe I'm not in season four. Maybe I'm in season three because I think we just barely watched that. Maybe, which should be perfect. Yeah. But to to tell you guys a little bit more about their podcast, um, because I don't know if you've heard of it, the Office Ladies podcast is one with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Which Jenna Fisher Um, plays Pam on The Office. Yes, it's Pam and Angela. Um, But it gives you lots of good background behind the scenes um, of what they remember from filming the episodes. They bring on special guests. So it is a lot of fun, but I would recommend watching an episode and then listening to the podcast it's really awesome you've done it in that way right where you i did do it in that way and what's funny is that the actual podcast episode is longer than the office episode well they get into Um, all these cool backstories that definitely lots of cool backstories it's it's really really fun um it's it's funny that you say watch the episode and then listen because i feel like I would want to listen to the episode and then, I mean, listen to the podcast and then watch the episode because Angela on these note cards that she creates always talks about these little things like, you know, watch for something on someone's desk or um, children's continuity issues where all of a sudden someone's in a different outfit or something, but maybe it would also distract them and I wouldn't actually pay attention to the episode. Maybe. I just feel like, like I thought to watch before because they typically give a big synopsis about what the episode is and then go through scene by scene. Mm-hmm. And so if it was fresh in your mind, then you could That's true. Be able to you can like it. think about it. That's yeah. good. So anyway, if any of you are looking for a new podcast, highly, highly recommend Office Ladies. Uh, it's a good one. So Kesley, you once told me that you were not a fan of Olive Garden, one of my favorite restaurants. Do you remember this? I don't know. Yeah, I just, here's the problem. I'm going to tell you because I remember having this conversation with you. Typically, when I would go to Olive Garden, I would leave feeling kind of blah. And like, I just felt kind of like, you know, when you feel full to the point where it kind of hurts. And I always just got their plain fettuccine and I was just never very impressed with it. Yes. Well, I dragged Kesley and the rest of the family along to Olive Garden while we were in St. George. And I think she finally found something that she really likes from Olive Garden. Am I correct? Guys, I found my dish and it should, which I helped you find. You did help me find you recommended it to me, but it shouldn't come to anyone's surprise that my dish would be the five. I mean, not the five. I was going to say your dish is the cheese ravioli. It's so good. It's it's very good. A lot of cheese. I discovered it once when I was doing a buy one, take one. Uh, meal from there and it's basically literally just cheese inside of a noodle it is perfect for kessling yeah it's delicious in fact i would eat it tonight honestly even well, though I- there is an olive garden going into bountiful so we're gonna have to meet up there every once in a while we once it opens up there. We're, i'm very excited for that um, so kessley has also found us some sort of cool news story that's happening right now that yeah. she's going to share with us 
first, let me kick this off because this is going to be um, an interesting thing to tell you about. But I have to say, I love Ratatouille. Oh, me too. One of my favorite Disney movies of all time. It somehow does its job of making me hungry, even though I'm watching rats eat food for the majority of it. Yeah, that is pretty ironic that you're watching a rat make food and it does make you hungry and it makes you feel like, oh, rats are so cute. I like want a pet rat. Yeah, that's that's how I feel when I watch it. However, I don't feel like I want a pet rat after reading some of the news today, which apparently the CDC is warning people of aggressive cannibal rats facing shortage of shortage shortages. Oh my gosh. Shortages. Shortages. (laughs) Um, Okay, wait, this is, I'm dying because Angela on the Office Ladies episode that I was listening today to today was talking about how she had like one word she couldn't get out one time. And so they just cut her line. And I'm like, that's me basically every podcast we record. Yes. There is one thing every podcast. Yes. So the CDC is warning of aggressive cannibal rats. And it's because they don't have garbage to eat. Well, here's my question. When you say a cannibal rat, does that mean the rats are going after and eating humans? Or does a cannibal rat mean the rats are eating other rats? Well, what is the, what is the definition of cannibal? Well, I don't know. If according to Kesha, her song Cannibal is I'll eat you up breakfast and lunch. But I want to know, I think a cannibal is when it, you eat your own. Yes, I also think that that's the but, case. So are yeah, they, why are they warning humans on the then? the flesh of its own species. Well, here's Ew. what I'm reading about, okay? Sorry, I looked it up online. That is, it, that is what it is. So community-wide closures have led to a decrease in food available to rodents, especially in dense commercial areas. So specifically things like New York, where there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of maybe millions of rats in New Oh, I have, I'm sorry. I have to take another detour. When I was in New York this winter or this fall, I was sitting at this park. It's probably 10 o'clock at night. I just wrapped up some work meetings. Just no, you did there. not see a rat. I see this cute squirrel. <gasps> field. No. I, think, I think it catches my eye. You know how you see something out of the corner of your eye? I would assume because it's running through this field with all these trees that it's a squirrel. I oh, no, no, no. no. It's not one giant rat. It's not two giant rats, but three giant rats running across. I watched them jump up on a garbage can, take stuff out of it, and run away. And I was freaked out. I didn't want to walk anywhere in the park. I just, like, turned and went back to my hotel. It was disgusting. Well, did you feel creeped out in your hotel? Because you know that the rats crawl up through the toilets and through shower. Uh, What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I, Duke, the next time I'm there, I'm going to be laying in my bed freaked out that I'm going to wake up with a giant rat. I mean, there are giant rats everywhere in New York. They could easily be in your hotel room. Maybe they do come up through there. I mean, know, I they live in the sewer. a giant rat every night because Twix, but he's much yes. bigger. <laughs> but I do feel creeped out just talking about the fact that there might be a rat in my hotel room. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not liking this. Anyway. Basically, people are saying that they're finding rats feasting on what they think are other rats, that they're like turning corners and, uh, well, okay, here's someone who says, 
I turn the corner, there's about 30 rats at a corner feasting on something in the middle of the street. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but there was a lot of blood and guts everywhere and pieces of torn fur, um, like, in places. Sorry, he goes on to say a bunch of stuff. But basically, they think that they're eating other rats, but they're getting worried that once they start tasting, instead of eating trash, once they start tasting, you know, rat blood, or whatever, then they might turn to cats, and then they might turn to dogs, and then they might end up attacking humans. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say maybe they'll taste rat, and they'll like how rat tastes, so maybe they'll just wipe themselves out, and it was going to be a happy ending. Honestly, that would be great. Yes, if, like, they just controlled their population a little bit. Yeah. But then you flipped a script on me and started saying all those other things and I did not like that as much. I have two more things because there have been several articles about this and I, you know how sometimes you get in a rabbit hole and you just like keep, or a rat hole and you just keep reading. This is one of those things. So I took a couple screenshots of, of other interesting things. So, um, in, (laughs) okay. In 1949, what do you think the rat to human ratio was in New York? Three to one. Okay, three rats to one human or three humans yes, to one rat? Yes, three rats to one human. Okay, in 1949, it was 36 humans to one rat, okay? Oh, but well, I look now, like an idiot now. No, 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 you're okay. I, I think that I was thinking, at first, when I first read it, I was thinking the other way, but, um, okay. but so then the ratio goes, like, continues to increase, so... Um, what do you think that the ratio is today? Well, you didn't tell me whether it increases in the way of rats being more or people being more, but there's so many people in New York now. I can't imagine it being, I bet there's like a hundred people to one rat. Four people to one rat. Oh. So they think, they think, so New York, this, the, the, okay, the the most recent study was 2014. So with rats eating each other, this number may have gone down slightly, (laughs) but there are approximate, at at the time, there were just over 8 million people living in New York City. And now there's, there were also approximately 2 million rats. How would they count how many rats there are in New York City? I don't know. I'm guessing that they do some sort of thermal scoping or something like that in the subway. I mean, the majority of them actually live down in the subway and sewer. So I think yeah. they scope that area and then probably say, if there's this many in this square footage, you know, let's just multiply that. I don't know. I have to interject. I have to interject uh-huh. and just say what's been on my mind this entire conversation about rats. And that is a line from one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite movies hairspray in good morning baltimore when she says the rats on the street all dance around my feet they seem to say tracy it's up to you yes isn't that just disgusting to think about the rats on the street are dancing around her feet you imagine if you were like excited to see rats every morning couldn't couldn't i couldn't the last funny thing i have on this is well, I don't know. Like, maybe this is mean of me. I've just never felt this, like, love for rats. So I think it's funny that a guy told the Washington Post, many of these rats in our cities depend on nightly food, which is in restaurants, hotels, bars, and donut shops, and everything we consume on the go. It's just not fair to let them starve. Is it really? Well, how are we just going to make more garbage? 
Yeah, I'm like, I've seen so many articles that make me happy that are saying like the best part about the whole situation right now is that air pollution's down and, you know, garbage is down. Just like, you know, places are getting cleaned up. And so for it to be like, oh, let's produce, let's throw things in trash bins for rats. Like, is that really an issue that we need to think about? (laughs) I mean... Thinking about it, I'm sure the rats do have their own place and their own part in New York and other places around the world of what they do. Um, But I think that if we can get through coronavirus, they can get through it too. And they're just affected in a little different way than us. Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. There's so many things about not feeding, you know, animals in national parks etc that i'm like do you, why is it okay for this one species to rely on garbage and to guilt trip us i'm not saying well, most what of does a rat what does a rat typically eat i think they pretty much eat garbage well before garbage what did rats eat i'm looking it up well this is saying if you have a pet rat it's telling me what to feed it <laughs> they say Ew. especially popular among rats are peas carrots corn avocado, cucumber, broccoli, cauliflower, potatoes, grapes, blueberries, banana. Where would they find that? In the garbage. Maybe, no, maybe before they were living like near farms or something, but then it would still be a nuisance. It'd still be a rodent. Like, I don't see rats ever being a species that people are just okay with. I don't think so either. This says in the wild, they'll often feed on grains, seeds, nuts, fruits found on farms near where they live. Oh. Yep. Oh. So they've always been a nuisance. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll eat smaller animals or insects. But it just doesn't seem like they're really necessary. So that is your Kesley card, note card today. Wow. That was a lot of fun facts, Kesley. <laughs> <laughs> that was another Office Ladies reference. Sorry, guys. Guys, it's so good. I swear I'm going to just start pulling pieces of it into our own podcast. Oh, I'm fully on board for that. Awesome. Well, I think that that's all we have for you today. Yep. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of The Mode, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.